This is the Activate Podcast with Pastor Christian Newsom. In this week's podcast... When we were young, um, right, and someone would call your house and you would pick up the phone because, uh, you know, they didn't call individuals, they called the house, and you would pick up the phone and say, you know, Newsom residents, um, and someone asked for your mom and dad, if the same person did that enough, you'd be able to tell your mom and dad who it was just by their voice. Hey, dad, you know coaches on the phone. Hey dad, Mrs. So-and-so is on the phone. Hey dad, our neighbors on the phone. You would hear their voice enough to know who they were. That's what studying the word of God does for you. Studying the word of God helps you know when God's on the other end of the phone to know this is God speaking to me because you learn his voice. Thanks for listening to Activate with Pastor Christian Newsom, a podcast of Journey Church International. My name is Danielle Newsom, Christian's wife of 20 years, and I'm looking forward to filling in for Brandon, who's away on vacation this week. Today in the podcast, we will be discussing Pastor Christian's most recent message in our series, Difference Makers. In this series, we're learning to chase the vision that God has for our personal lives, as well as for our church. I wanted to mention this on the front side of the episode, just in case you've missed it. But if you would like to learn more about this exciting new season and the vision of what God has for us at Journey, you can visit our website at differencemaker.cc. This website will provide the why, what, and how of this exciting new vision that Christian has been sharing with our ministry team and our church. So please take a minute to check it out and prayerfully consider how you can help us make this vision a reality. Christian, Sunday you preached on the miracle of the feeding of the 5,000 in the faith of some kid who was willing to give Jesus what he had. You talked about being invited by Jesus into a miracle. Um, I've heard you share the story of our church hundreds of times and of being called by God in South Korea to begin JCI. But from time to time, I've heard you say that you felt like God gave you permission to start journey rather than that he called you to start journey. Can you talk about the difference in these mindsets kind of from your point of view? Yeah. And, and first welcome to the podcast. I wish our (laughs) listeners could be in the room to see how nervous you are uh, talking to me, even though we've been married for 21 years. So relax, (laughs) smile, have a good time. I like when you call me pastor Christian, I might (laughs) respond with worship leader, Danielle. um, So we can be real formal. But no, I mean that, you know, this in the, in the story in John chapter six, Jesus already knows what he's going to do, but he lets the disciples become a part of the story. And when I was in South Korea in 2009, and, you know, I tell people God gave me the call to start journey. Uh, it, it really wasn't a, a go do this, um, as much as it was like, I'll, I'm I'm going to do this. I'd love for you to be a part of it. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, I, I had felt like f- first the vision of God's church, which I'll preach about on December 15th. You know, that starts with Jesus. Jesus said in Matthew 16, 18, he's going to build his church and the gates of hell are not going to prevail against it. So I had been in a season after seven years of student ministry, you know, of of just of really researching and falling in love with what I saw of God's church in scripture. Which you, which I didn't always see every day in my life. I hadn't, I hadn't seen a ton of in my thirty years of history. But when I saw what God's church was in Scripture, when I saw a group of people committed to know God and and to, and to be vulnerable enough to be transformed um, and to find their purpose and and to go do it and to, and to make a difference, when I realized that everyone every day was longing for spiritual growth, everyone every day was aware of community impact. They felt this call to go all over the world and at a time when global travel 
wasn't easy. I, I saw this this radical generosity where everyone shared what they had so that no one was without need. I saw this daily sharing Jesus. I thought, man, I want to be a part of something like that. So before there was a call to kind of launch journey, there was a longing in my heart to be a, to be a part of a church like journey, to be a part um, of, of a church that, you know, that probably couldn't be called a new Testament church, but certainly pursued the heart of the things of the new Mm -hmm. Testament church. And and when I was sitting in that in the basement of that church in South Korea, and and I heard the guy, um, Pastor Phil Pringle, say, you know what, like what's growing in your womb of faith? If you know, mm-hmm. if you would just push, I I saw this I saw this New Testament church. I I saw this longing that I had, and I felt like God said, um, yeah, that's that's what I want too. That's what I'm going to do. And and you can be a part of that. Mm-hmm. So journey is not my vision. Journey is not my call. Journey is not my work. Journey is God's miracle. And I believe with or without me, God was going to do it. I believe with or without me, God had planned for the impact that our church was going to have on our community between 2011 and 2019. And with or without me, he was going to make it. He was going to make it happen. But he but he allowed me. Hey, do you, like, do you do you want to be a part of this? Do you do you want to join in on the miracle? And he has allowed everything that he was going to do through a church in our community without me become a part of my faith story and my faith growth by inviting me into the process. So I don't feel like it was a, a call of Christian. Go do this. I feel it was a call of Christian. I'm going to do this. You can be a part of it if you like, very much like Jesus when he asked Philip, um, hey, how, how are we going to feed these people? John tells us Jesus already knew the answer. He already knew what he was going to do, but he wanted to test Philip's faith because he wanted to grow Philip's faith. And I feel like for me, the call the call to get engaged with what God was going to do through journey was a call to test my faith in order to grow my faith and allow me to become who God has created me to be. Yeah, and I remember you sharing that vision with our core team and with different people and just the excitement that you had as you realized it wasn't just something God had placed in your heart, but it was actually something that lots of Christians were yearning for was that kind of Acts church experience all over again. Yeah, a church where people were committed to those four E's in the early stages where Sunday was going to be a big deal. The Sunday worship experience was going to be um, something that was sanctified or set apart in our life where spiritual community was going to be something we would all sacrifice for, even though we didn't have time for it. We, we were, we were going to lean into it. We're serving with something we were going to do, not because we had to, but because mm-hmm. we wanted to. Um, and, and where everyone would go on this spiritual journey to, to try to grow, which is not easy at times. It's mm-hmm. actually sometimes your deepest spiritual growth happens in your most painful mm-hmm. moments. But I think we were willing all to move in that direction together. Um, but it's not unique to us, and it certainly didn't come from my heart or head. We're just leaning into the great commandment, the great commission, the great compassion scripture. We're leaning into trying to be followers of Jesus, who's been growing his church for 2,000 years. He'll grow it for 2,000 more mm-hmm. if he doesn't come back first. Yeah, and it's pretty cool to see eight years later how you know hundreds of other people have joined that same mission. So you talked about Apostle Paul's prayer in Ephesians 1, 17 and 18 this week and how Paul prayed that people would know God through their experiences. How important is it, do you think, to act when God speaks to us in order to confirm the things that we've heard to be true about God, but never personally experienced to be true about God? Well, my my question for people would be this. Do you want everything you know in your faith to be stories of someone else's life and experience? 
or or like do you do you want to get in the game and and see if the if the things are true for you as well? I had lunch this week with one of the men in our church who the big thing for him that came out of twenty one days of prayer, which was a reality he he always knew about. Um, and it, and he said it was a reality he always watched his mom doing when he grew up. But he said this thought, uh, one of the days on 21 days of prayer, I, I challenged people, when you think about someone, reach out to them. When mm-hmm. you think about someone, pray for them. When someone presents a, a need to you or you can tell when someone's hurting, don't mm-hmm. say, hey, I'm going to pray for you. Just pray for them. And he and he talked about taking that challenge seriously and saying, OK, God, I'm I'll be willing to do that. And then he told me of one experience after another where situations presented themselves where he said, I'm having this conversation and the Holy Spirit is bringing to mind, okay, now, 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 mm-hmm. tell him, pray with him, pray with him, pray with him. And he talked about how nervous he was, um, how he didn't know how they would take it, but how every time he did it, he knew it was the exact right thing to do. And he talked about um, one guy who's who's having a particularly rough time of life, who he's not really sure of his faith background. He's a gruff, tough guy, but he could just tell he was really struggling. Um, and he said he felt the Holy Spirit again because he had begun to act. It's mm-hmm. funny how when you begin to act on faith, the volume of the Holy Spirit goes up. Mm-hmm. You know, the Holy Spirit that at first sounds like a whisper. Hey, pray for someone. After you do it five or six times, it's like, you're ne- okay, pray for them too. Um, so he talked about just how much easier it's become as he's done it. But he was listening to this guy tell a story about kind of a, a rough patch in his life. Um, and he just said, hey, can I can I pray for you? And he said the guy just opened up his his arms and like embraced mm. him in a hug. Yeah. Um, you know, this rough, gruff guy. And he said, I'm thinking there, standing there thinking like, so like, do we pray while I'm hugging? Do I wait for the hug to end? <laughs> but he said, what what has happened in him? Yeah. Realizing that he's supposed to be obedient to the Holy Spirit, realizing that he is useful mm-hmm. to others when the Holy Spirit speaks to him. If you will begin to act on the wisdom, and that's mm-hmm. what Paul said in Ephesians 1, 17 and 18. He said, I'm, I'm praying that wisdom and revelation come together so that you might know the word epinosis, so that you might know by experience who Jesus is and, and, and how Jesus moves. Paul said, if you'll take the wisdom, if you take everything you know, and revelation is if you will be, if you will be willing to reveal that to the world through your actions. So if you will take what you know and you will begin to act on it, you will know Jesus differently than everyone else knows Jesus. And and that's the thought. I, I have a hundred of my own stories, um, but hearing at lunch the stories of one of the men in our church who took the wisdom of 21 mm-hmm. days of prayer. Don't just tell someone you're going to pray for him. Pray for him. And then he acted on it. Yeah. And then he saw how the Holy Spirit was in the middle of it. That is epinosis. That is, that is knowing God at a different level than just the Bible verse you memorized when you were a little kid. Yeah, that's so powerful. And so I have a quick question for you. How do you think as believers, we sensitize our hearts more? Like a lot of people are probably listening saying, how do I know it's the Holy Spirit? Like, how do I hear him? I don't hear the Holy Spirit speaking to me. Like, how do you how do you feel like you develop that in your life? So I think it's really difficult. One, you have to know the word. Uh, the mm-hmm. whole the Holy Spirit almost always speaks through the lens of Scripture, or you could say the language of Scripture. Mm-hmm. So the more you know the Word, the more you are trained to hear the Holy Spirit's voice, because the Holy Spirit will always speak things that God has already revealed in His mm-hmm. Word. The Holy Spirit will never speak things contrary to the Word of God or that have not been revealed. I don't believe there will be this new revelation. I believe even people who believe they have a new revelation, if they go back in Scripture, they'll see where the Holy Spirit's been saying that for thousands of years. And it just kind of presented to them at a time in their life where they couldn't connect it to the verse and 
Second Chronicles, you know, 20, mm. 24, 23. But it's like, yeah, that that's all that's always been a God thing. That's not a new thing for you. But I think it's a it's a mixture of trial and error. It's a mixture of trust and faith. It's a mixture of faith over fear. Um, and it is it's learning to to tune your ear. Um, but, you know, the, the Holy Spirit sometimes sounds like your conscience. Mm. The Holy Spirit sometimes sounds like a little bit of self-talk. The Holy Spirit sometimes sounds like a feeling in your heart. But if if you will begin to say, like Samuel did, uh, mm. speak, Lord, I'm listening. He'll begin to speak. And once you have his voice dialed in, he's not quiet. He doesn't take very many days off. I mean, mm-hmm. he he's not very quiet. Once you dial in the voice of the Holy Spirit, you're, you're going to hear God in so many situations and circumstances, sometimes telling you to speak, sometimes mm. telling you to be quiet, <laughs> sometimes telling you to act, sometimes telling you to stop acting. Um, God will reveal those things to you. But the best thing to do is learn the word. If, if you have a friend, see, I, you know, when when I was when we were young, mm-hmm. um, right, and someone would call your house. And you would pick up the phone because, Mm -hmm. uh, you know, they didn't call individuals. (laughs) They called the house Mm -hmm. and you would pick up the phone and say, you know, knew some residents. Um, And someone asked for your mom and dad. If the same person did that enough, you'd be able to tell your mom and dad who it was just Mm -hmm. by their voice. Hey, dad, you know, coach is on the phone. Hey, dad, Mrs. So-and-so is on the phone. Hey, dad, our neighbor's Mm -hmm. on the phone. You would hear their voice enough to know who they were. That's what studying the word of God does for you. Studying the word of God helps you know when God's on the other end of the phone to know this is God speaking to me because you learn his voice. Yeah. Well, as Pastor Brandon would say, mm, that's good. That is good. Thank you. (laughs) (laughs) You talked about how Philip's faith was weak, which made it unwilling. And then you showed us how some kid had a faith that was willing, which made it strong. Um, As your wife, I obviously know your fears and doubts probably more than anyone and the fears and doubts that you've had. Um, through this entire process. And I know the toll that it takes on our family mentally to give you permission to lead through this season. Um, For the people listening, what is it that you think keeps you going? What about small willing steps keeps you believing that we're on the right track, even when the journey ahead can feel so daunting? So I I think it's a couple of things. I think one, I think one, it's a clear vision confirmed in scripture. Like I know as a, as a Christian, you say, how do you, how do you know God's will for Journey Church International? Mm-hmm. Because I know God's will for every Christian mm-hmm. is to grow spiritually, is to, to help people in the community, is to go all over the world and tell people about Jesus, is to, is to, is to share their blessing, is to be generous, is to share Jesus because of who he is. Like, I, I know those directions, those are not journey directions, those are Jesus directives. So I, I think part of it is a clear calling, knowing um, I'm heading, I'm heading in the right direction. Whether or not our church get there, gets there through the lens of a, a building or programs, I know I am moving in the right direction because I can look at Scripture, I can see what Jesus tells his followers through the Great Commandment: Love God more, and more, all your heart, mind, soul, and strength. Um, I can see Jesus tell his followers go all over the world and tell people about Jesus. I can see Jesus tell his followers open your eyes to hurting people around you. And help them, so I, I can know that I'm I'm on the right path spiritually. So I think, regardless of the twists and turns that church life takes, um, the the path for the Christian life is very very clear. Mm-hmm. So I think a clear calling is a is a part of that. But but then s- surrendered results uh, for me has has become a big part of that. Mm-hmm. In our first building campaign five mm-hmm. years ago, 
Um, I would have thought that for the campaign to fail, the church failed, I failed, mm. the vision failed. And what I've realized is I'm I'm not accountable for the results. I'm just accountable for obedience. And if, and if God says move, if if God says to me, like I feel like God has said, and I've shared with hundreds of people at our info dinners, if if I feel like God lays on my heart, pray someone will give a million dollars. And then after a year, he says, now go ask somebody. Uh, my job is to pray. My mm-hmm. job is to ask. I have no control over whatever else God is doing in that situation. If God tells me, like I've shared in our info dinners, go see if your neighbor's willing to sell his ground. Um, all I can do is take us, all I can do is be obedient one step at a time and trust the results to God. Um, if God says, go, go talk with the city and figure out now with two properties, how you're going to build a, an outer road that's going to let traffic flow, even though that's not what was on the original master plan. All we can do is go ask. So at the beginning, it's just small steps of obedience, but with surrendered results. Mm-hmm. I feel like God wants me to do this, but he's not... He's not told me that I am in control of it being successful. He's just told me a step to take for my faith. But as you begin to look backwards and you see that the last 10 small steps towards something were all successful, you look at the next 10 and it, it doesn't even make sense that you're not going to get there. It's like, you know, if, if this process is 20 steps from they begin to pray that God will give you the faith to even enter a building campaign, and the final step is that you're... You're in you're in the new building doing the ministry that God has called you to do with open hearts, open hands, open seats, open timelines for people's spiritual growth. Um, and there are 20 steps between begin to pray about it and it happening. And the first 10 or 12 are very clear. And you can't get to 13 without 12 being accomplished, but all 12 get to accomplish. You begin to look at 13 through 20 in your head and think, man, that like everything God told me to do in the past, he acted upon. So it it doesn't make sense that he wouldn't continue to help us go forward. However, because I've got surrendered results, maybe he just wants us to land at step 12 for a little while and live there. So I think it's a clear calling in who God's called us to be as followers of Jesus. And then it is surrendered results and small obedience. Just one step at a time, small obedience. But the trust grows as as you take steps of small obedience and like, you know, you move, God moves. God says, draw near to me and I'll draw near to you. Um, if you can picture two people standing at opposite edges of the room, um, and God says, draw near to me and I'll draw near to you. And you take a step and they take a step and then you take a step and they take a step and then you take a step and they take a step. You begin to have the faith that if you take your step, mm-hmm. they'll take their step because they always have, they promise they would, and then they prove that they would. So you, I mean, no one can tell the future, but the promises and the past convince you you can trust the process in your present and your future. And I think that even with the the daunting task of a building, that that's kind of how I've been able to sleep at night. That's how I've been able to pray. That's how I've been able to trust. That's how I've been able to release and just say, God, I'm just going to take one step at a time. And um, when when you're ready, we'll, we'll meet in the middle of what you've called me to do and what you're planning to do. Well, and I think what's powerful about that is that for the average person listening to this, they're not trying to raise millions of dollars, but they have their own stresses in their own life. They're trying to sleep through the night. Um, They're trying to figure out how to trust God more in their daily life. And I feel like the same things can apply to them that you're saying here today. And really what I'm hearing throughout this whole episode is just developing a sensitive heart to hear the Holy Spirit and to follow where he leads you to go. Yeah, just, just one step at a time. 
Figure out the clear calling. Who's, who's God called you to be as a follower of Jesus? Mm-hmm. Do that and then listen for his voice and take those steps as you go. Yeah. Um, after the people in this miracle that we studied, after they ate and their eyes were opened and they saw Jesus for who he truly was, the Savior that God had sent into the world, um, that was clearly a powerful thing. But you said in your message that your goal when we're able to build this building is that people will look at the building, the new building, and that they'll see Jesus, not journey. So how do you think we will stay focused on that mission and make sure that that happens in this situation? Yeah, I think, I think we're going to have to do it one at a time. We're, you know, we're going to leave this podcast this morning and we're going to go have um, our, our, our monthly all staff meeting for December. And we're going we're gonna to talk to our team about seeing themselves in the building, doing ministry in the building, staffing rooms in the building, um, living in the building. I think if all of our people will, will see this next step of their life, not as I can't wait for a more comfortable chair, I can't mm-hmm. wait for a place to have coffee, but if they will see, I can't wait to bring this neighbor. I can't wait Mm. to minister in this way. I can't wait to serve in this capacity. If they will see their faith in action in the next stage of our church, I think we'll stay on mission. And it's, it's going to be a lot of us. It's going to be, it's going to be me. It's going to be our ministry team. It's going to be our small group leaders. It's going to be our ministry team leaders and coordinators, all reminding people of what I said a few weeks ago. The, the building is not the finish line of any step of spiritual growth mm-hmm. or spiritual maturity, but it is a vehicle that's going to help us take more people on that, on that journey with us. And I, I think if we will see the building as a vehicle um, rather than the victory um, that, that we'll get in it and we'll keep, we'll keep driving towards where, where Jesus wants us to go. But we, we have to begin to live in that space. Like I hope, I hope every person in our church right now is already thinking in, in this way. Um, hey, if we really raise enough to build that building, here's who I'm going to invite on grand mm-hmm. opening. Hey, if we really raise enough to build that building, that means for the first time in a few years, I'm going to be able to come to church on Christmas Eve rather than two or three days before. Um, and here is the family that I'm going to invite. Um, if our people begin to think that way, we'll stay on mission um, and we will continue having the impact in our community God's called us to have. Yeah, I love that about our church, that the building program is about others, not about our comfort. That's a powerful thing. So final question today, if we get there and if we raise the money that's needed for this building and we build it, what does that mean for your faith and for the faith of our church? And what will it mean for you to get from that cliff we started at that you discussed in one of your previous messages to the cliff in the distance that only faith could carry us to? I think for me, it, it just tells me that we're on, that we're on the right path in our vision. You know, this, in, this entire season of our church and this entire building, this step for our church began with a 25-year vision of being reminded, going back to that basement in South Korea and being reminded that we have been invited in, into a move of God that did not begin with Journey Church International. It began with Jesus in Caesarea Philippi, Matthew chapter 16, when he said, mm-hmm. Here's how I'm going to do things. We were invited into that. Um, and, I, you know, I, I think just like, it, you know, if you're heading on a journey, if, if, uh, if you're driving from Kansas City um, to Nashville and you hit St. Louis, you think, all right, we're going in the right direction. Um, if you're going from Kansas City to Denver and you hit St. Louis, you're, you're going in the wrong direction. <laughs> um, I think for us, 
you know, from where we started journey in the basement of a church in South Korea to our living room, to the Gamber Center, to the Harrisport mm-hmm. Community Center, to Summit Lakes Middle School, um, if we if we end up in this building because of the reason that we're trying to build it, to continue to pursue spiritual growth, generosity, sharing Jesus, community impact, global impact, multiplication, I think all this is is a mile marker on our journey that says you're still headed in the right direction. Mm-hmm. You're still headed to what God is calling you to do because we simply cannot, we, we won't get there unless God takes us and God won't let us go there unless it is on the pathway to the journey that he's called us to. So for me, I think it'd be a great confirmation um, that we are still headed in the right direction, but we, but it's just a step we're passing through on, on the way to the city that God has called us to, um, which is just everyday faithful ministry and, until he comes back. Yeah. It's going to be exciting to see what happens. So, um, Pastor Christian, I feel like I can call you that because not only are you my husband, but you're also my pastor. I want to thank you today for reminding us that God invites us into his miracles so that we might personally know him. Um, More importantly, thank you for helping us so that our best in the hands of Jesus is always enough to bless the rest. Um, We're so grateful that you've listened to this episode of Activate today. As always, we pray that has ministered to you and challenged you in some way. And we look forward to catching you next time on the Activate podcast, where we challenge you to build a faith that is active. Thank you for listening to Activate with Pastor Christian Newsom, a podcast of Journey Church International. If you are ever in the Kansas City area, we would love for you to join us for one of our Sunday worship experiences. You can find out more information about JCI on our website at takethejourney.cc. If you have enjoyed this podcast, please show your support by subscribing, rating, and reviewing on iTunes or Google Play. We would love for you to help us get the word out about this resource. Don't forget to share this episode with all your friends on social media. Thanks again for listening, and we will catch you next time on the Activate Podcast.